welcome to The Camp Guys, a show where we talk about the ins and outs of camp ministry. I'm Nate Flowers. Each episode, we'll take a look at prominent camp problems we face and how we deal with them. Let's jump right in to today's episode. Welcome, everybody, to the Camp Guys podcast. Today, I'm back again, Jay Oliver, and this is Nate Flowers here to uh, talk about how to manage expectations of groups that are getting ready to come to your camp. You know, so around this time of year, I start getting really nervous. Uh, And the reason, not because I feel like, um, you know, uh, we're going to have a lot of people complain, but just because the level of excellence that I want to provide. Uh, So let's talk about managing expectations. How would you run your camp if you knew you would not fail? How would you run your camp if you knew you would not fail? So you might want to hit pause and just kind of keep running on your treadmill or uh, grab a piece of paper and pencil out at your desk there and just start dreaming. You know, how how would you run it if you knew you would not fail? Wow. Before we can manage other people's expectations, we've got to create some for ourselves. Um, And that starts with realizing the awesome opportunity that we have. Running a camp is the best thing that I've ever done. Uh, It is one of the most fulfilling opportunities. What an incredible opportunity. So, you know, as I start building expectations uh, for what we want people to experience, uh, I first had to go back into a spirit of gratitude, of being thankful of, of the place that God has called me uh, to serve. And once I get in that place of gratitude, man, my whole expectations just start to really blossom. Um, I, I think that if we wrote down the word expect, I think we could kind of make a um, acrostic like this where the E uh, means expect God to do it. Now, Nate, you, you've kind of been at Crowder's Ridge since the very get-go, and you know you kind of seen how God just has done some really incredible things. Um, that didn't happen because we weren't expecting God to happen. That happened because we were expecting God to do it. I mean, from the financial care, uh, a quick story, guy pulls up with a transfer truck full of mattresses, Mattresses were not even paid for yet. And me and my dad were cleaning at the parking lot and because you told us to go talk to him until you got there. You were on excavators. <laughs> yeah, I, I, we couldn't even afford to rent excavators at that point. I think I was on, just on the tractor or something. On the tractor, yeah. So this transfer truck pulls up around in our back park, parking lot. You and your dad go out there, and y'all start talking to him. I show up. We had nowhere to put these mattresses. Everything was under permit, you know, all the walls had to still be open, everything. We couldn't close up anything at that point. The whole camp at one time was on one big giant permit. We had one room that we could sacrifice and throw them in. That was in the bottom of the lodge <laughs> below our dining hall. So I went down there, finally got in, started a conversation with the guy, told him our story, didn't leave anything out. Next thing I know, the guy looks at me and says, hey, you, I don't need my trailer. For about three or four weeks, why don't I just leave it parked in your parking lot with the mattresses inside it? 
And I was like, I did not know angels drove transfer trucks. <laughs> but that day they did. Yeah. And, man, that it's a story, manna falling from heaven. And it was all because we had the faith. And what, there was times where we would really just get really, really worried. And I had to just let peace cover the situation. The peace that only God can give and that expectation of expecting God to do it had to happen. And I, I think that the moment we allowed that to change in our life is the moment where we start doing a lot of stuff on our own. And that's where I don't think any camp in America uh, wants to be. We want to be at a place where we're expecting God to do it. So whether it be capital, uh, whether it be financial, whether it be more groups, more schools, whatever your camp needs, water, whatever your camp needs, You've got to expect God to do it. So that would be the E. The X would be an extra hustle. Extra, extra hustle. Check every area twice. Clean it. Social media. Every single area, we got to have some extra hustle because if we're going to create, if we want to manage our guest expectations, we first, we have to create our own. So if we, have, if we don't have the expectation that God's going to do it, if we don't have an expectation, expectation that we got to work for it, then your facilities are going to reflect that. I mean, that's just the way it is. I, let me talk about our, our marketing for just one second. I believe that our camp marketing is, is one of the top 10 best in all camp ministry ever. And whoever's listening to this, you can, you can go against me, but I believe it. I would even say it's in the top 10, five, uh, camp ministry, and it's not because of you, Nate, but the, the reason why it's so good is because there's extra hustle to it. You're passionate about it. You love what you do, and you can tell it because there's something always there uh, and always to blow, blow, blow somebody's mind uh, whenever they click on our story or Instagram or even Facebook, whatever it is. And it's because there's extra hustle there. So, man, I appreciate that about you. Well, thanks. I think a, a lot of it is, like, we cannot set guest expectations until there's an expectation from the top of, here's what we expect our organization to be. Here's what we're expecting God to do, but we've got to meet him there. And yeah. so the hustle is the part where we're meeting him with our work. And if you don't have an expectation from the top, from your leadership about here's where we are going to be and God's going to meet us there and do something awesome. I, I think that there's, there's going to be a gap and that yeah. gap is the hard part. So you got to rise your work ethic to the occasion to meet God where he says, I'm going to bless you, but he's not going to bless you when you're sitting there. Yeah, that's good. So we're going to expect this. We're going to expect God to do something. We're going to have a little extra hustle and then P we're going to be, we're going to have a perfection attitude uh, which means nobody's going to be afraid of grabbing a blower or fluffing up pillows. Um, I'm super proud of our staff because every single person on our staff here at Crowder's Ridge has the, hey, I, you know, I'll go do it. I'll, I'll contribute uh, whenever we know a group has arrived. Now, we try to keep everybody in their lane. You know, hey, you got a title, you go be creative director or marketing person or guest services. But there's also a time where, hey, man, I'm, I'm pulling out the Superman shirt, and I'm, I'm going to go grab a blower, and I'm going to get ready for this group because they're all that matters right now. And if I could, I, I'll say this. Uh, maybe it's just my particular breed of people who call ourselves more creative types, but I used to always have this complex whenever I would work here and do work about, 
doing things outside of my lane, if you will. Yeah. I mean, I always had a con, con like just a conflict about it. I was like, you know, why am I here for this? All this stuff. I'm sure that you've heard it from college kids, summer stuff before. I, I mean, I was there at one point and I always had this concept. And then whenever I was reading, God literally spoke to me and said, why would you shortchange my blessing like that? Because you're only half investing it. Like you're only investing in the part that you really want to whenever God is getting ready to bless you in your work, but you're not putting all the effort in. And so I would say, don't let your conflict about what you're passionate about take away from what God is going to do. And if I could tell the younger me that, I would have saved myself a few hours of not sleeping. I would have saved myself some time getting angry. I mean, that's what I would have wanted to hear because I think sometimes I get so passionate about what I want to do that I don't set the right expectations going forward. Yeah, that's good, man. That's really good. I I am so um, blessed that our team's culture is um, we want we want we want to all contribute, and it wasn't all naturally that way. I think over the over the last eight to nine months, it's it's been molding. Um, uh, closer and closer together and making, you know, whenever a group's coming, that's all that matters. It doesn't really matter about anything else. It just matters about that group. Let's make sure the place is great. And some camps that are listening, you know, has a maintenance team or operation team of 20 to 30. Uh, so your situation is a little different than ours. You know, we have a, a core full-time staff of five, uh, and then we have a, a small maintenance team of, of three. And so when you're looking at that, uh, that this still doesn't mean your maintenance team is going to set the right expectations for groups, though. You know, they should, but just cutting grass sometimes isn't the right way to do it. You have to stripe it, uh, you know, and so that. So let's go. Uh, expect God to do its E, X, extra hustle, P, perfection, uh, E, energy. High energy. A, if you don't If you don't project energy to your staff or the people around you, then you're not setting the expectation of success. I don't think. Um, I a lot of people we connect, we we put out energy in different ways. Uh, mine's a, a different than yours, but you still do it. Uh, you if they don't show, if they don't believe in uh, what you're doing, what you're selling, if they can't um, see the vision, you know it really holds holds people back from being excited and those expectations automatically drop, you know, yeah. that and you're I not think, fulfilling them. I think that's why, like, <laughs> you so come alive on tours with different people walking around is because you're a visual person, so you'll sh- literally show them the dream of what this place could be for them. Whereas I, whenever I get excited about something, start talking like a nerd and <laughs> use all these complicated <laughs> terms. That is very true. <laughs> but we connect with different people as well. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. And, and, and you you camps all across America – you're connected in different ways, but just know what your energy is, know what your people that you're working with is, and make sure that's the expectation that, guys, when somebody comes close to us, we want to be, you know, we want to produce positive energy uh, to everybody that comes around us. So next one would be C, which means caring. Um, you know, high-fiving kids as they get off buses, uh, that's the kind of culture we want to create. Uh, giving leaders gift gift baskets when they come in, having their name on a little marquee, you know, little special touches like that. It's just caring. And then the last thing to expect constantly is T, to God be the glory. 
You know, give thanks and show thanks. Give thanks and show thanks. I think it's important that you give thanks for the prosperity that your camp is going through, the groups that you have, but also show thanks, send out thank you cards. All that stuff's still extremely valuable, even though we all like to text each other and, and do voice memos and all that good stuff. But our goal is to create expectations that groups have never thought about. I love these two words, oh, wow. Oh, oh, wow. Those are the expectations. You know, if you want to talk about managing expectations, I don't want to manage them. I want to, I want to supersede them uh, by doing things that groups never even thought about. When they walk into this building and they say, oh, wow, or they, or they see that their cabin's nice and cool, oh, wow. You know, those are the time, type of guest management. But there's really, whenever... We, we're not going to always get a oh, wow because you always got that church, you know, or that groups have been there four years in a row. So they kind of seen it all. But when we when we step out as a staff and as a team, summer staff or whatever, and we're willing to give extra help, extra food, extra setup time, you know, extra uh, whatever it might be, that's when you get that oh wow in their hearts. But let me let me get to a key point here about managing expectations. The key thing, the key value, now everybody listen because this is the golden nugget that all you guys have been waiting on. I'm going to give it away right now. The key value of camp ministry is time. There you go. Write that down. You can hit pause right now. Write that down. But time. Let me explain. It is priceless for leaders to connect with their group. And whenever you, their expectation is, man, we got to go. We got an hour worth of setup to do in the worship area, and it only takes them thirty minutes. Oh wow! Or whenever their buses pull up and their kids are easily able to get to their cabins because we went through it with them. We took the time. Uh, our guest services person Ashley took the time to send those emails that says, hey, you know, you're here and here's a map that you created. So we took all these different steps to make sure that there was a smooth transition. To get, so it didn't take 20 minutes for our kids to get settled. It took them five. Oh, Wow. Now we have more time to play basketball with them. One of the biggest comments we get at Crowder's Ridge is everything's so centrally based. There's less time walking from place to place. So what if, you know, at your camp in Arizona that you have and you're listening, you take your one basketball court that's a quarter of a mile away from everything and just squeeze it into another place, maybe even make it a half court, just so kids wouldn't waste time in walking a quarter of a mile to the basketball court, everything changes. Or what if you were able to make that content for your website, that video that will save them time whenever it comes to choosing a place or whenever it comes to answering questions because they can't really find what they're looking for. So you already have something prepped for them. It saves them time from even having to make the phone call. 
I think we speak in uh, saving time and being efficient. Yeah. So you really, though, we, we're looking at all these, you know, well, how do we be the best camp? How do we be the best you retreat center, blah, blah? You save the leaders time because time is the really what they're purchasing to even come to our camp or retreat. So I'm, I know this is a deep subject. Some of you guys who are just hearing it for the first time, you're like, whoa, hang on, man, pause button. But it's so true. Why even do a retreat? because you get to spend time together. So I, I, I don't know if I coined this or somebody else did a long time ago. I think it was me, but I've always said this one month, one week of summer camp is like six months of relationship building. So that means a weekend retreat would be, hey, uh, two, two months, two and a half months worth of relationship building for these students and their leaders. So what we're doing is putting them into a time constraint or time warp to where they can spend time with each other and build relationships faster. So whenever we have things that are managed correctly and provide them with a faster turnaround, then that saves them time and they get to do what they really want to do. They're not in here to get production ready or to load in all the rec stuff on the rec field. Uh, they, they're here to spend to build time and have spiritual conversations with students. It's not about the waterfront or the worship area. The true value of what we do is time, time. So when we create more time for leaders to connect with their groups, we, we create a value that is worth returning for. So when you talk about managing expectations, how are you managing groups' time? That's critical. Um, how are you managing groups' time? Our goal should be to manage expectations, but to exceed them, not just to manage expectations, but to exceed them uh, by each time offering more time. Uh, so if a group's been here for four years, man, they, they, they got the familiarity of the place, but yet they see great improvements every year. Uh, and then you get the, oh, wow, that's awesome. So, I mean, from a production standpoint, a lot of our churches, they have a kind of a higher standard, uh, you know, from the Charlotte metro area. Uh, so, you know, out of probably 12 retreat, 12, you know, retreat rentals, um, you know, 10 of those are going to be pretty, you know, yeah. production high standard, you know, not... Not high, high, but pretty high. They have some time of gear set up and yeah, so, know, building stuff or whatever. So we made a few, you know, positive. I think time helps. Uh, we've saved files, show files for the lighting. So we got pretty cute stuff. Uh, we made uh, a great transfer of, of amp boxes. Uh, so we can isolate the amp boxes, the mic cables, all that stuff's already in there. Um We've laid out uh, pretty much everything on stage to where it's pretty gen generic, but we know it's what most people are going to be using. Yeah. You know, as in, hey, there's power here and all this, so you don't have to chase power cables or, it, we forgot power cables and had to go to Walmart. Yeah. You know, that group has to run to Walmart and, you know, pick up 14 power cables. Uh, you know, from a wreck standpoint, our downtown area is fantastic, and it's all close, and it's got six games that are included in your, you, you know, your rental. Uh, so there's a lot of time-saving factors that we've kind of put into our camp, 
And I would encourage anybody listening to this podcast today just to kind of look at, you know, how do groups waste time? Because honestly, their expectations when they come to your facility is, I hope we see some life change. You know, I, I hope I hope as a leader, I connect with the students better or they connect with their small group leader better. I mean, it's easy for us to always be thinking about camp, 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 camp. But yet the truth is, we're we're just part of a, um, a a ministry sidekick, you know, to these groups. So if we think with those expectations in mind, I think you're going to see a really big change in your facility because time is key when it comes to what we do as the camp ministry as a whole. So manage your expectations by expecting God to do something big. And you know what? You might be in one of the biggest, roughest droughts or situations that you've ever been in in camp ministry. Just believe that God's going to do it again. Uh, maybe, maybe you're not the founder of the camp you work at, and the, and the founder used to be there 20 years ago and passed away. But what he did in that founder's life to get all that going, he will do it again. Uh, you got to have the faith that um, that expects that. So expect God to do it. Have some extra hustle. Have a eye of perfection. Use all the energy you can to make people excited. Be caring and always give God the glory. All right. It's been a great podcast. I'm expecting God to do something great. We got to get off here and get to work, Nate. We got a lot of stuff to do to save these churches some time, right? Yeah. All right, let's go do it. God bless you guys. See you on the next episode. Thanks so much for listening. If you've been impacted by what you're hearing on this podcast, we'd love for you to subscribe to this channel and to share this podcast on your favorite social media platform. By sharing this message with others, we can extend our ministry impact and change more lives for the kingdom of God. If you have questions you'd like for us to answer on a future episode, you can email podcast at crowdersridge.com or you can visit crowdersridge.com slash podcast. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.